Welcome to another Milk the Clock podcast. Came in a little hot right there. That's in. Uh, that's dedicated to the hot opening that we have. Uh, wow. Paul, yeah, Paul, you're there, and we have a special guest coming on. It's a Friday, but we have to get this podcast up because this is with Wicked Tuna Captain Greg Mayer, right? That's right. And that's the right. Key, it's a hot. It's a hot one. This is a hot one because he is going to be going for the championship. Is that what we're calling it? it for Wicked Tuna? He's the Wicked Tuna captain. And right. Mon- Monday night is the season finale. Is that what I'm understanding? I think you're correct. All right. It's Wicked Tuna Outer Banks. You guys might be familiar with the other Wicked Tunas. I, what, the one was up in, like, Boston? Could have been. You, you don't even know. I'm not sure. All I know is that Captain Mayor is the back-to-back champ, reigning back-to-back champ, looking for a three-peat. He's going for a three-peat. It'll air Monday night at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on National Geographic Channel, and we have the captain calling in right now. Hello, we, Paul. Yeah, we have Captain, captain Greg. Sir. Captain Greg's on, Paul. How are you, Captain Greg? I'm good, Paul. How about yourself? I'm awesome. Are you at sea right now, or are you landlocked like I am in the No, press? I'm landlocked. I had to take the day off so I could talk to some interviewers. <laughs> is, it, is it weird to be on land? It is sometimes because you know we're we're fishing pretty much every day, and uh, after if I get a day or two off, it's okay. But after a couple days, I'm like wondering when I'm going fishing again. Are the realities of life harsher on land or at sea? Ooh, I'd have, that's a tough one. I'd, I'd say um, I'd have to say on land because that stuff doesn't go away. <laughs> Paul, let me that's Paul, let me set this up there, for Joe. the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Monday night on National Geographic Channel. Captain Greg is going for his third title for Wicked Tuna Outer Banks. Captain Greg, uh, you will not give up the the ending to this, correct? No. Why would I do that? Gonna, if I gave gonna, it up, why would anyone tune in and watch? You're going to make sure that we all watch and see what did happens. You say, did you say tune in or tuna in? Tuna in. T- tuna in. That's will, right. Will there be any big surprises Monday night? Hey, you never know. You got to tune in and watch out. I'm, I'm sure some people will be surprised with the outcome. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Captain Greg, go ahead, Paul. Sorry, Captain Greg, you're looking for the three-peat here, just like the Chicago Bulls teams of the early '90s. What's the key to victory? Just work at it. You got to be there. I mean, that's that's the main thing. And a lot of people look at fishing and they're like, "Well, it's, you know, you got lucky." Well, it's one thing to get lucky once or twice, but um, the way I look at it, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And we're prepared, and we're always there when the opportunity arises. So we tend to do pretty well. Captain Greg, how many hours a week do you spend on the water? Uh, it, it all depends. This time of year when I'm charter fishing, we'll be fishing seven days a week. And we're fishing anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a day. So, you know, 80 to upwards of 100 hours a week. In the wintertime, um, all depending on the weather, if we fish seven days, we're spending anywhere from 15 hours to overnight. Sometimes we'll spend two days on the boat, you know, so we could spend hundreds of hours out there. Do you just you know, vac- two or three overnighters, a lot more, more time in the ocean than we do on land. Do you like to vacation in the desert? Um, no, not exactly. Vacations are a little bit foreign to me right now. There's a Coast Guard helicopter flying overhead. Fly- oh my God, what's going Paul? on? What's going on? It sounds like this. <laughs> I live. Wow. 
<laughs> I live right by the Wright, Wright Brothers Memorial, oh, and uh, just about every aircraft that's ever flown does does drive-bys, and that was a Coast Guard helicopter flying right over the top of my house. So, wow! I mean, I'm here a little quieter now. Man, all right. Well, we, uh, well, we found out he does not. Va- he, you you say you don't vacation in the desert? No, I don't vacation in the desert. He really loves Generally, the water, Paul. He loves the water. Captain Greg. Usually, when person. I go when I go somewhere, I'm probably going fishing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you think of those license plate holders that say a bad day at fishing is better than a good day at the office? We hear that all the time from our charters, and I said for us, it's all the same. <laughs> But you know something, we I have the opportunity to give people that day, and that's one of the best things about my job. You know, we are even even on the show. On the show, I'm giving people the release of fishing. You know, they're, they're sitting home on their couch after a hard day day at work, and all they want to do is sit down, have a beer, and watch somebody catch a big fish. And we get to do that for them. You know, it's really a really good experience for us. Captain Greg, have you ever wanted to throw one of the camera guys overboard? Not yet. Not yet. We did have, you know, I really don't want to do it until after I watched the show and I said, why did I let him get that footage of me? That's when I want to throw him overboard. A little too late. Get in there, Captain Paul. Greg. Captain Greg. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. The, the average person is roughly 61% water. What percentage are you? Oh, I'm probably more like 90. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Captain What's Greg, the biggest? Yeah, yeah go sorry, ahead, Paul. No, I'm, sorry, I'm excited. I'm yeah, sorry. These, just fire those questions out. Fire <laughs> them out, Paul. What's the biggest tuna you've ever caught? I've caught them up to 1,000, but oh, the biggest wow, one I ever man. caught on the Frenzy was actually this winter, and it was 680 pounds dressed. I mean, that was, that was right there. Actually, I'm sorry, 670, 670 pounds. And that was after the cameras got off the boat. After we wrapped up the season, we got lucky a few weeks later, and we had a really big one. Captain Greg, can you go into uh, a lot of the listeners probably don't understand the tuna market, and the, they send these to all over the world. Is that what happens after you catch them? Yes. The majority of the fish go to Japan. Um, we have been Our buyers have been working more on a domestic market, so a a larger number of of our fish are staying domestic now. Um, there's a few big sushi markets throughout the country. Uh, Long Beach, California is one. Um, San Diego, I believe, is another one. So there's there's certain markets in the country where we can actually get really good prices for our fish. It's not as big as Japan, but it's a it's a growing market, and the more people we get that are interested in locally caught fresh seafood, you know, the more the more valuable our fish are going to be locally, and we don't have to worry about shipping them overseas. But right now, the majority of our fish go to Japan. Sells by the pound? Um, well, it's, we we get paid by the pound, right. but ultimately the fish is sold in Japan, or um, ultimately it's sold as a whole fish. You know, we we clean the fish, we take out the head and the guts, and and ship the fish like that. And the 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 what we get paid on is the whole fish getting sold. Then from there, those buyers divide it up to restaurants or whatever they do with it. <clears throat> Go ahead, how many, how many cans of tuna will a 680-pound tuna produce? Good God, it all depends on the size of, size of the can, but I bet it's a lot of them. What's a, what's a can, six ounces? 
Uh, hold on, let me look. I'm near my kitchen. Hold on. Look. I just stocked up. It would make a lot. He just went and bought some of because of this interview. I just bought some. I just bought some. Yeah. Uh, great value tuna. Because that's actually a serious question. So I buy the great value kind. Why pay another fifty cents for bumblebee? Oh, I, you know what? I imagine a lot of it is is just um, marketing. Yeah, you know you know Bumblebee, so you're going to buy it, right? Exactly. Or I imagine it's like all coming from the same place. Five uh, ounces. Five uh, ounces. Wow. By the way. Five ounces. Well, that would make a lot of them. Oh my God! Holy jeez! Uh, Captain Greg, something I saw this week was you're aware of Warren Sapp. He's been fishing a lot. Yes. Uh, and one thing I kept seeing, he went he went tuna fishing up in Canada this week. And something yeah. I kept seeing was people saying that he needed to eat the heart. Is there some sort of tradition about eating the heart of a tuna? I had I had a mate that worked for me uh, five or six years ago. And every time a person caught a tuna and it was their first one, we were catching smaller yellowfins. He'd stick his fingers in the gills and pull the heart out and make them take a bite of it. And most of them would. <laughs> but, yes, that is so, that is a ritual. It doesn't happen all the time, but... It happens quite a bit. Is that some old fishing thing, or how did that? Are you aware of the origins? I would, of that? I would imagine it's an Indian thing. Yeah. you know, you got to eat the, you got to eat your enemy. Yeah, because I nice. see those, I see those guys nice. on the uh, the crab show. We're, we're not even going to name it because I know it's no. not a National Geographic show, but they're always eating the fish guts and stuff, and I'm disgusted by it. Yeah, that's the bait. That's just a, uh, it's just trying to prove that you're a little more manly than the guy next to you. All right, that's what that is. Oh. Okay. Me and Joe are out. All right, let, hold on, one, Paul. Let me ask you one more thing. When, yeah. th- like that 600-pound tuna that you caught, how long does that take to land that tuna? That fish took right about two hours. And for us, that's about as long as it takes us. Most of our fish, we catch them between 45 minutes and an hour. Once in a while, we'll catch a fish that will take us two hours or more, but that's kind of rare. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Captain Greg, when you go to like the local bar, are the chicks just all over a salty sea dog such as yourself? They're all over my mate Billin because he's 28 and he's really, really good looking and single. (laughs) (laughs) That must be the life, Paul. You just roll in after hunting these big tunas for 15 hours. It just must drive them nuts. They just want to get their hooks in you. Oh, yeah, it's true. I mean, we, we do have our share of fans. There's no doubt about it. So how has Man. life changed since this show has gone crazy? How has life changed for you? There's a lot of places that I could go before that nobody knew me, and now it seems like wherever I go, somebody recognizes me. It's good and bad. You know, sometimes you, you don't want to be noticed. Other times it's a it's a welcome change. You know, you walk into a place and people are like, hey, that's that guy. He's on TV. <laughs> so it's uh, it's very interesting. No, wonder, no doubt about no that. You want to be on the water so much. Get away from those super fans. <laughs> That's right. We like well, our and, fans. And get away from those narco helicopters that are swooping in on you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you don't want to be recognized. Yeah. The tuna thing's no. all up front, isn't it, Captain Greg? <laughs> it is. That's it. Get in there, Paul. Get another question in. It's an elaborate ruse. Um, seriously, though, like. 30 years ago or whenever you first started fishing for tuna, did you ever, I mean, how could you ever envision that, that this would have happened? I mean, you're just going it to It was the day. last thing I ever expected that people in Taiwan and people in Zimbabwe would be watching me on television catching tuna. Now, are <laughs> but, they, are they crazy fans? Because like, is this show on in Japan? 
Yes. They must go yeah, crazy everywhere. when they see you land a giant tuna. I have a friend of mine that goes surfing in Indonesia every year, and he fishes on the boat next to me, and he said, you can't believe how big you guys are in Indonesia. Everybody watches it. It's amazing. Because they're so jealous of the tuna, or it's such a, such a, it's like a Super Bowl trophy. I would guess so, yeah. Wow. Just catching those big fish, it's, it's an, a feeling unlike anything else. It really is. Wow. Have, have you gone over there to, to hang out with some of the, the fans over there? I have not, no. Not yet. Oh, man. That, they're going to probably ask you to like, autograph a tuna. Ca- exactly. <laughs> Captain Greg, now you, now you fish the Outer Banks. Is there anywhere in the world that you haven't fished that you really want to you know, get I would love and, to go to Australia yeah. and go to the Great Barrier Reef. What what fish that there would, is? They catch up big black marlin there. Fish up over marlin. a thousand pounds. Okay, I mean that would be that would be a really really cool trip. Awesome. But that's going on right now. It's kind of in the middle of my charter season. What? So everybody has these fishing stories. Are you a fishing story kind of guy, or do you uh, you tell it how it is? No, I pretty much give them the straight scoop. Yeah. I'm sure I exaggerate a little bit here and there. Some of the details are a little foggy, so you've got to exaggerate it. But I pretty much I remember details pretty well. Go ahead. It'd be, uh, it'd be hilarious if you're a vegetarian. <laughs> I know some guys that don't eat fish. I know several fishermen that don't eat fish. Really? Why not? I don't know why, but they don't. How many nights a week do you have tuna for dinner? Oh, uh, we probably eat fish uh, one or two nights a week. Oh, okay. So, In the summertime, I eat a little bit more. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's not just like, yeah. All right, go ahead, Paul. Do you ever eat uh, tuna for breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have definitely eaten tuna for breakfast before, but it's normal. Wow. I'm fascinated by all this stuff. Joe, what do you got? We uh, want to take up the cap- yeah, we, entire he's, time he's on land. Yeah, busy. Uh, Monday uh, is the finale, 9 o'clock Eastern on National Geographic. Captain Greg is going for a three-peat. Uh, what will you do, Captain Greg? Is there some sort of trophy that you get? How, how does this all break down at the you, end? I'd like to say that we get a trophy. I'd like to say I get a big check, <clears throat> but we don't. All we get is bragging rights. Really? That's it? That's it. What? That's it. We get bragging rights. Are there are there like captain fights or like crew fights in the bars at the uh, the outer banks there? Oh, occasionally there are. No yeah. kidding. If you go to if you go to the right spot, yes, you'll you'll find that. So there's it's it's true that there's rivalries. This isn't just made up for TV. No, there there is some rivalry. I mean, we we all we're all out there doing the same thing, but at the end of the day, we want to outfish each other. No doubt about it. Paul, I'm on team. I'm on team Captain Greg. Uh, I know there's competitors that they wanted us to talk to, but I'm glad that they let us talk to the champ. We went right for the top, Captain Greg, and I think you should go over to Indochina or wherever and hang out with the people, hang out with the fans. You've seen what they've done for like David Hasselhoff and the Backstreet Boys. Imagine what they would do to you. That's what we're looking for. We we need something like that. Get over there. You guys got to get on a boat, get over there, fish your hearts out, get to Australia. Uh, we'll be watching uh, Monday night. I- I'm going to watch that in between. I'm going to actually record it. So I- I- there might be a bad Monday night football game on, but I'll get over there and watch you guys, all right? 
There's a bad Monday night football game. I believe there's also a presidential debate. Oh, is that on Monday night? Oh, I think oh, so. Man. Or a presidential oh, that's right. candidate debate. That's right. Yeah. What color pantsuit will Hillary wear? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> all right. We're all going to record it. Uh, you don't mind if we record it, right? I record it myself because right. half the time I, I fall asleep. I, I keep... Uh, I get up about three o'clock in the morning, so by by ten o'clock I'm shot. Oh man! Tell you yeah, what, Paul, this rough. fishing life sounds hard. Not as easy as you thought yeah, it was. I know. Is it, I thought it was just going out with the boys, getting a cooler of beer, and catching some fish. And then you yeah, just go to one Walmart end of it. and buy a can of tuna, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right, Captain Greg, we'll let you get to, back to the fish, and uh, we appreciate your time, and uh, good luck Monday night. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Captain Greg. All right. That is. That is Captain Greg Mayer from Wicked Tuna Outer Banks. Paul, he is slaying it down there. So much tuna just being thrown at him, you might say. Going for the three-peat in the tuna challenge. And I love how you got in there with the question about tuna for breakfast because most people don't (laughs) even think about that. No. Tuna on crackers for breakfast. Who has, you know, if you haven't had that, you haven't been eaten. You might say we angle for the insight. You know, we're we're just trying to get some good stuff for you listeners. I love, we do it all for the listeners. I love how Captain Greg, he the 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 rapid questions. He was ready for it. Oh, he was right there. He was he was ready. He's ninety percent water, so he's liquid. I love his answers. He didn't. He knew. He knew we needed answers. He knew not to just be a stick on. You know, just a stick yeah. in the mud. He just came some back. Old, like, like if we talk to the Gordons fishermen right now, I'm guaranteeing you monosyllabic answers. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. I, I love, there's so many questions about fishing, right? Like, how easy was that? Like, it was actually really cool. It, I kept was, thinking of several. Yeah, it was really easy. Like, there's so many different angles. Like, if you talk to a football guy, there's like, there's like a few questions that you can actually go to. But, how hard did you work this offseason? Right, right. How you feel about this season? Uh, what's, you know... Just stupid stuff. But the right. fishing guys, they're I love that. Like you can ask them about bar fights and they're they're not yeah. they're not so far up the celebrity totem pole that they can't tell you that there's bar fights. Well, and I thought that was seriously interesting that if he goes to Japan, the guy's getting mobbed. Oh no. Seriously, the the guys on Deadliest Catch you, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't even say I'm gonna name. mention it now because Captain Greg's off the line. But uh-huh. you see that some of those guys, they're, they're f- so famous. They just travel around the country. The, the one captain, I can't remember his name now, he just goes to, like, m- grocery stores and does signings. Like, yeah, that one guy. I can't remember his name you either. You know which but one yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a beard, peg leg, hook for a yeah. hand. Yep. Oh, wait, no, that's Captain Hook. Sorry. Captain Hook. Um, so that... You know what? I, I wonder I think... if Captain Greg knows guys with peg legs. I should have asked. Damn it. <laughs> that would be great. I will record this because now Dude, that I've thousand... talked to him. What? Now, well, now that I've talked to him, now I got to see how this all ends. Yeah, I want to see the ending. And he already knows. He did a great oh, job of playing oh, it off. He... I love that you had the gall to ask him, uh, you know, what happens? Can you tell us? Can you tell us what happens? I mean, we got other things to watch, Captain Greg. Let's, let's yeah. just cut to the chase. There's a crappy Bears Cowboys game on. Who wins this? You know. Who wins this? Give us a scoop here, Captain Greg. Uh so that's our fishing interview. That was that was good. I like to mix it up like that. These I guys, like it too. 
Isn't that because nice? When, like, when, yeah, mix it up a else? little bit. When else are we going to talk to a guy that's winning a fishing competition who's world famous, who probably angled and caught the tuna that you're eating right now at lunch? Um, yeah, I I, I, uh, I met a fisher, a bass fisherman. Let me look up his name real quick. Um, when you met him, did you tell me he had a nice bath? I did not go to that line. Um, good- hold on here. We'll find- let me let me see. Yeah. Get in there. No, but I wanna, no I seriously, get... I, I would have had like no interest in that either. I'd be like, oh, it's a fishing show. Who cares? But there's actually some oh, insight. I know who and it I like... was. I know who, who it was. It was Kevin Van Dam. Kevin Van Dam is uh, sponsored by Bush, and they put his fish. They put a fish on the Bush car, Kevin Harvick's car. Yes, yes. And Kevin Van Dam went to Talladega for the big Bush race, or they they revealed the car, there. and I was there. Yeah. And we yeah. spent all day with Kevin Van Dam, right? And the guy couldn't be any more normal. Like, he's a superstar. People would walk up to him like he was a god down there. They love like that one guy. Of the, like one of the guys from Duck Dynasty? Exactly like that. Like, they just walk up to him and fall on their knees and they, just praise them. Literally, they're like, they get weak in the knees when they talk to Kevin Van Dam. And he couldn't be any nicer. Really nice guy. And, and it, you, you know pretty much after 10 minutes how somebody's going to be. Yeah. And I was like, where is it that you – what's the best place – you fished around the world. Where is the best place to fish? And he says the lake just up north of Detroit. And uh, it, now I'm, I, I should have it in front of me. But anyway – That's right by you. Yeah, it's up the road, right? So my mm-hmm. dad starts fishing there. A couple years ago, and my dad just raves about the fishing. So if Kevin Van Dam raves about the fishing, and my dad raves about the fishing, the fishing's good. And I, I'm like, if if Kevin Van Dam can fish anywhere, he can fish anywhere. It's anywhere Lake, he, it's Lake St. Clair, just and, north of Detroit. Anywhere he Van Dam pleases. Anywhere he Van Dam pleases, and it's literally just up the road. So. These guys are they're extremely interesting. I should ask Captain Greg what it would cost to get you and I down there to hook into a big tuna. I want to just get my hands around a big tuna, <laughs> you know, just to feel that that feeling. That uh, you. Warren Sapp was riding a big fat tuna the other day. It's on his Instagram page, gigantic tuna, and he's on it. And it, it I, from the looks of it, that tuna bit back though. <laughs> that was a shark that got him. Speaking of tuna, uh, at the Super Bowl two years ago, we stayed at the hotel that he got busted at for fighting oh, those Phoenix, prostitutes. Right? Yeah, in Phoenix. And at one point, we were getting uh, going into the hotel, and security was giving us a hard time because we're just a bunch of nobody, fucking white guy, media guys. And like, right. Let me see your passes. And we're standing there blocking the doorway, and behind us, we hear this voice, and it says, "Excuse me, fellas, think I can squeeze through?" And we turn back, and it's Warren Sapp, and he's right there, and he looked about sixty-five years old. That and was that the night? Was that after the game? That was the day before that. Oh wow! The incident. Wow. So he's moved on to different game. Yeah, he. Yeah, I don't know how he. Um, I don't know how he got into fishing, but I'll see the sap fishing Instagram. So it made me. All these questions come up because I see these guys fishing online. But Captain Greg is. He seems like an interesting dude. Legit dude, hiding from the narcos. How could I like you, it? How could you stay on a boat for a hundred hours a week? I don't know. We barely, like, we when barely did you get a made day it off. We barely made it on an RV for four days. 
with five guys. So, I mean, I couldn't tell you. A hundred hours a week. You better like your first mate. Oh, and, and first through however many mates you have. It's up to you how many mates you have. Staying on the boat. They're not huge boats. Those they're not. They're, boats. they're just down in the mess hall eating some chum over and over. Same meal over and over. Just getting pissed. I wanted to ask. Like, what kind of music they listen to? Is it like AM talk? Oh, no. They're probably country no? guys. Country, probably. I was thinking classic rock. May- yeah, probably. You're probably right. <laughs> like a little working music. A little working man's jingle. Yeah. little Boston. Yeah. Just a couple boys yes. out of Boston. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Getting it in. Anything else to, uh, to add to Captain Greg's interview? No, I love it. Any other reaction? Uh, that's it. That's all my reaction. Uh, I'm going to eat tuna tonight. I, I'm recording it Monday night. It's going to be a, that's going to be a big TV night. Uh, he's right. Presidential debate. Um, I almost fun. made a really tasteless Hillary tuna joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure his publicist would have appreciated that. We would have never been asked to do anything. You would again. never get another one from them. The pantsuit joke was pushing it enough. It was it, that was, and I'm sure there was somebody in the background like cut it, cut, cut it, get these guys cut. out of here, get these guys out of here. All right, I'm Paul, glad. I'll, yeah, go ahead. You're you're glad. No, I'm what? glad you didn't ask that land tuna question that you were gonna ask. Oh, you, uh, just eat some. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's another great podcast here on another Look one. the Clock. Another one. Just mark them down, and uh, you just never know. You just never know who's gonna show up. I know other sites. I know how they are. They only want to do the celebrities, the big names, if they can even get the big names. We'll take anybody. We can find something interesting about all these people. Right. So if you're a publicist, I know some of them are listening. Bring your celebrities, big or small. We don't care. Bring we them don't. in. Let's we let's don't. talk. Let's chat. 15 minutes. That's, and that's what we do. It's it, We're connecting the audience with people they didn't even know they wanted to hear from. And then after they hear from them, they're interested. They're like, that was really interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. And so, I would have never known. All right, Paul, I'm going to get out of here. All right, Joe. All right, see you later.